The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Patrick Walker, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. <laughs> Go! Go! Dallas Cowboys! It is a victory Tuesday here on Talking Cowboys as the Cowboys improved to 2-1 and one on the NFL season with a 23-16 win on the road against the New York Giants. We are here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, to break it all down for you. We've got Rob Phillips. We've got Isaiah Stanback. We've got Patrick No Sleep Walker. Oh, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We're probably combined, and including Chris Beam in the studio, running on how many hours eight, of sleep right now? Probably eight collectively. Uh, that seems generous. Uh, y'all, well, Isaiah never sleeps. Isaiah doesn't sleep. <laughs> but Beamer did not sleep probably at all. He said he's already had two coffees in a mountain. Beamer Dew. has an hour. You got I'm about a, I'm an hour. An hour. Hour. I'm um, probably three hours. Okay. I got probably the most sleep. So probably, we probably got about but I tell you what, it's easier to push through uh. when you on that uh, that Giants pack. Mm. When you smoking that Giants pack like this mm. said last night. <laughs> so yeah, we're up. We are up. The Cowboys did exactly what three of us predicted they do. Correct. Yeah. You're what not wrong. Absolutely. You're wrong. You know, and you know what I love about it? Um, and, and, you know, to Isaiah's point uh, last week, it, it was never about disrespecting the Giants and, and you know, not having uh, the, the right amount of reverence for what uh, a guy like Brian Dayball brings to the table uh, from a football mind, uh, from the aspect of a football mind. But – Respect, while it is present in football, it does not play football. Mm. Persons play football. People play football. And when people start playing football, things get violent. And when things get violent, I I hearken back to the legendary Mike Tyson quote. Everybody has a plan (laughs) until they get punched in the mouth. What are you talking about? I'm not going to make fun of Mike. I'm going to lay that on you. Um, but, and that's exactly what happened last night at MetLife Stadium. I am quite sure, to, to Isaiah's point, um, Brian Abel had a plan. And I'm sure that was an excellent plan. And I'm sure it looked great on paper. Mm-hmm. And then their offensive line had to line up against the Cowboys' defensive front. Mm-hmm. And they got punched in the mouth. And then they got punched in the mouth, and then they got punched in the mouth time and time again. Correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Daniel Jones ended that game with 24 pressures, a career high for him. Demarcus Lawrence did exactly what he said he was going to do. He said he was, quote, excited to see little Eli again, end quote. Three sacks, six pressures in the first half. He misses the majority of the third quarter, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as they were evaluating the potential foot injury, which he says is okay. He returned to the game. He he could have ended with six sacks. Kind of adding to your point here on getting the, the getting punched in the mouth, 
That's the biggest thing. Don't act like Dallas didn't get punched in the mouth in this game either. They they it was return blow for blow. When that Saquon Barkley 36-yard touchdown happened and the Giants went up 13 to 6, Dallas easily could have taken a step back, Rob. The MetLife mm-hmm. Stadium was rocking. You guys were there. We were in studio watching from the post-game show. It was rocking. But what happened? You responded and then you responded again twice. Back-to-back drives, you got it done, and that's how the Cowboys came out on top. Cooper Rush happened on that drive. That that was Cooper Rush's best drive, in my opinion. And we could talk about the 89-yard drive that he had, took him down the field. But to answer like they did right there, I think he was 3-for-3-for-64 three three 64 yards on that drive and just zip-zip-zip down the field. Yeah, really impressive. Mike McCarthy, they had they had secret audio in the post game press co- or in the uh, locker room. Said it, you know, complimentary football. That's what it was. I mean, No. C just talked about the defense. They've got the team, the league lead in sacks through three games. They've got thirteen sacks. They've got eleven in their last two games. They are everywhere. We talked about it during the week. You know, this is the second straight week they faced an offensive line replacing four starters, and you saw the Cowboys are working with young linemen. We saw Evan Neal, kind of a welcome to the NFL moment for him against against Tank Lawrence last night. And yeah, everybody pitched in again, man. I, I can't I don't think we can understate the importance of that victory. If they can go back home and win this one coming up against Washington on a short week and get to three and one potentially mm-hmm. after what we saw in week one, mm-hmm. after Dak gets hurt, mm-hmm. all the injuries they're dealing with, some of the new guys, um, I don't know if anybody saw that coming, but it's possible now. They 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 They've got a window to really get get something done here before Dak comes back. Wait, seasons are not over. No. Season, <laughs> season lives. Oh. Sounds like there was well, a show that talked about that happening well, at one point. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember. I, I tasted in. <laughs> taste the air. Tastes good. Tastes good. Isaiah, your thoughts on the win? Uh, they they showed up when they needed to. Uh, it was ugly there for a while. As great as Dallas defense was playing, I mean these guys just. It was like playing against your little cousin, right? You just 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 throw them and do whatever the heck you wanted to do with them, stiff arm them, tackle them, put them in a figure four. Uh, they <laughs> were they were being bullies, and even though they were being bullies, the game was still uncomfortably close. Mm. And you would like to see a little bit more separation when you are that dominant on one side of the ball, right? And I, they got the victory. Cooper Rush played amazing. His stat line doesn't show um, how effective he was offensively for these guys, not only being a bus driver, not only being that poised guy that you could rely on, depend on. He was dropping some freaking dimes, and it wasn't until the end of the game that people started catching it. And, you know, he he did an amazing job. I was not a Cooper. I wasn't all the way. I was I was starting to believe. He made me believe on in this last game that, all right, you can play ball in this league. You can play ball. You're consistent. It's not you're not flashing. You know, last week I was not I was not convinced. This week you were never a off. hater for Cooper Rush. No, I just need to but see you, more. You did. You were a doubter. I was at one point. Absolutely. I think a lot of people were. Not, it wasn't just you. I'm not throwing you out there alone. Yeah. But you were a doubter. It's not the case. It doesn't sound like it anymore. No, no. I need. I just need to see more. Right. I, I wasn't convinced. You know, I hadn't. I hadn't seen enough. I hadn't seen him really be tested. In that regard, to have to pull his team out, to have to make plays, I feel like this game he made plays. Um, I feel like he he dropped dimes. He put guys in position to be successful. I feel like he did all those things. He checked out of bad plays. He got themselves in really good plays. He did a great job of not only managing a game but also making those throws. And 
you know, fortunately for Dallas, guys started catching the ball towards the end of the game and they started and they won, right? But prior to that, it was not the way you would like to like to to, to have been. And he's right. And and Rob and I were talking about this in the, in the press box, and I, I put it out there on Twitter as well. I said a couple times. I said Cooper Rush is doing every single thing that he's supposed to be doing out there. Uh, somebody's going to have to start helping him. Yeah. That that pass to CD Lamb that Lamb dropped. That would have been a touchdown. Huge in the bread basket, right in the bread basket. That deep, Dying. that deep ball to Jalen Tolbert. That Tolbert kind of short armed instead of fully extended. That yep. was a, that was another dime yep. dropped in the bucket, right? And it wasn't until the fourth quarter that you saw the redemption catch from CeeDee Lamb, and then that helped charge the, the wide receiver core to say, hey, okay, we need to get this going. You saw Hendershot get more involved in the second yep. half. You talk about resiliency. Yes, they got punched in the mouth. Uh, on a couple of occasions, and on at least at least one glaring occasion by the by the NFL officials, but story for another day. I'm sure Noah <laughs> Brown will love to tell that story after he finishes <laughs> filing assault charges. Um, but nonetheless, the Cowboys showed the resiliency. They they showed you know they can take the punch and then deliver the counter punch. The Giants didn't show that they could do that last night. Not against a good defense because we talked about it going into last week. Yeah, they, they played against this team and they played against that team, but they've not seen this defense. So now questions are going to be raining down upon their head going forward. Okay, well, yeah, you you barely escaped Carolina and you barely escaped with your week one victory, but when you went up against an elite defense in the Cowboys, where's the execution, and again, I'm not going to question Brian Dable's play calling and, and all that. I don't think it was the play calling from yeah. Brian Dable. I don't think it was no. the blueprint. It was just your personnel doesn't match up. And we, and we talked Agreed. about that, right? We talked about that personnel-wise, it's not even comparable. Dallas right. is right. We, far we, better. We made, we made that very clear. And they could have blown week. them out. And to, to Kyle's point, they could have blown them could've out. Could have blown them out. They could have. and I, Yeah, and there is referees obviously played a part on both sides. There's terrible calls or no yeah. calls on both sides of, uh, sure. for each yeah, team. Michael was being so, held I mean, like a but But it goes Valentine back to my point. Day. I mean, is, is well, I, I, I have to go back and watch the film probably at least two more times. It's like, what the heck went wrong? Right? They won the game, right? But And, and it feels as if this should have been a blowout. It feels as if it, because your defense played so well. Cooper Rush played so well, but yet you won by seven. And then, like the last moments of the game, what happened that it that it wasn't shifted the way in which it, in which it, the stat line shows it could have been? Well, they they beat themselves early. I mean, the, penalties held them oh, back, man. and, and I'm, I believe me, somebody got after me on Twitter this morning. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying they don't have a penalty. Pro- they had a penalty problem since last season, but I do think. They have a lot of young players playing, yep. and sometimes that happens. You know, Peyton Hendershot, really his first real action in the NFL, penalties, Tyler Smith, that's going to happen. Yep. Uh, they were able to play through that. No C mentioned a missed call there, should have been a touchdown. CD, that should have probably been at least three points, maybe it probably a touchdown, uh, and they get nothing out of that drive. So, yeah, we were, we were in the press box thinking, they should, you know, I think it was 6-3. to three. It should right. be 17-3 at, at half. So. Credit to them for finding a way to do it, but yeah, they they're not leaving. They're still not leaving themselves enough margin for error, and you know we'll see about Washington. But definitely past Washington, you've got some teams coming up that are not going to leave you much room for error. No, uh, you're not going to be able to have eight penalties for seventy yards and drop passes that are going to be big time points left off of the board against L.A. and against Philadelphia because both of those teams are going to make you pay for those mistakes. Maybe easy. Washington too. We'll see. Who, I mean, who knows? They, they've they've struggled. Early, but it's another division game. 
So sure. you know, and, and kudos to kudos to to Kellen Moore. We we got to give kudos to Kellen Moore. He called a magnificent yeah. game. Was yeah. it perfect? No, it wasn't perfect because it's the NFL. It's difficult to call a perfect game. But for the most part, that was one of the better games we've seen Kellen Moore call. He stuck with the run. We spoke about this going into the game. That that pork chop is is tender in the middle as far as the Giants' <laughs> run defense is concerned. You know they were allowing an average of over ninety yards per uh, run on the ground. All the Cowboys had to do was utilize Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott and just keep going at him, going at him, going at him. I'm going to get to that and say, I know where you're going. <laughs> going at him and going at him, going at him, set up the play-action pass. And then things got even better for the, the limited number of snaps that Jason Peters got in at left guard. His first snap from scrimmage in a Cowboys uniform, he absolutely caught a murder charge and opened <laughs> up a lane for Tony Pollard on that huge gainer on the ground. And, and you just saw – the dominance on the ground started to take a toll against the Giants time and time again, and to the point where we talked about Aziz Ojolari. Got it. Going nailed it. Nailed going it. into <laughs> the game. Kayvon Thibodeau, he makes his 2020 debut, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody was like, okay, well, not everybody, but for the most part, they're like, oh, well, you got the young Tyler Smith and Matt Farniak's on the start. You don't know if Jason Peters is going to get reps. And even if he does, ha-ha, he's a 40-year-old playing <laughs> out of position. And all the Cowboys offensive line did was allow – Zero sex. Big. It was huge. Yep. Now, kind of I wanted to play to your point about Kellen Moore and, and the play calling. My favorite play call probably of the night, going back and watch the film, was the CD catch on the drive where he ultimately had the touchdown grab and he was able to sneak out from back behind and he was wide open, took it all the way down to the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. This was in the middle of that. It was a third quarter, fourth quarter? I can't remember where it was in the game. The play call was set up early in the game often by going to the edge and stretching to Tony Pollard and stretching to Ezekiel Elliott, little three, four-yard gains that got to the sideline. Sideline. This play was the same play design, except it was CeeDee Lamb going out and he looked like he was going to block somebody and then he took off. But it made that nickel corner make a choice. And he chose Tony Pollard in the flat because they had gone to Zeke. They had gone to Tony time and time again, and it left CD wide open down the sideline. It was just a drop in the bucket from Cooper Rush, put it on the money, and then CD Lamb did the rest of the work to get it down to the one, and then he made the one-handed grab in the end zone. It's that type of stuff last year that we didn't see from Kellen Moore, that that forward thinking and the setups and the, the play work down the down the line that ultimately would work out like that, that's what you need from your offensive coordinator, and he was able to get the job done, and you saw that time and time again last night. I believe so. I think he's he's maturing. I mean, that's what you expect. He's he was a, he's when he started, he was freaking young now. <laughs> His two went from playing to being a coordinator. Not quarterback even, not coach for him. one year. Yeah, I mean, but that I mean, he was still what in his doggone twenties, I would imagine, right? Something like that, thirties, yeah, thirties, whatever. Thirty, he is. yeah. Probably. He's young. He's young. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot of experience, and yeah. he's had a lot of success early on. But he people forget he's still relatively freaking young. Sure, so he's going to continue. You know, like I said before, right? Don't empty out all the Legos. You know, try to save some of them for for a little bit for another later date, and you're starting to see that. You're seeing that maturity from him as he's holding back some of these plays. He's starting to set them up instead of just kind of throwing them out there. And that's, he'll continue to get better. He's going to be a complete beast of offensive coordinator by the time his career is do- uh, over, um, just because he is that innovative and that creative. But the best play call, best decision, I should say, that he made all night. I know where you're going with this. Fourth and four. Fourth and. Freaking putting Jason Peters in the game. Uh, I was about to say, uh, you, you still want to talk about Jalen Jason Peters. Best decision he made. What happened to this offense when Peters got in the game? 
Well, the first play, yeah, yeah, it was, 46 right. yards. It was, yeah. 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 Did that? Did that not change the the whole dynamic of the game? He only played it, one quarter and they only scored three points. Isaiah, he played. He played. Not he played two the, series, it's about but the impact. Yeah, and he'll play more going forward. Right. I'm pretty he, certain he'll, of that. He'll, he'll be ramped up. Yeah, continually. Ramp you up. you spoke it into existence, and I wasn't sure they were going to do it, but but I think Tyler Smith assuaged their concerns at left tackle yes, enough to were like, hey, he's a young, he's yep. the future. Let's just let him keep playing there. And he had a really good game just, too. And I know I talked about it, but aside from that, even if I had never talked about it, the presence of having Peters in there, it changed everything. It 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 was like a light switch. It was like Dallas was like doing some good things, uh, a little inconsistent. Uh, put Peters in. Oh crap! We can go either direction. Yeah, I, feel, I swear, like we've heard that before. You can go to the right. You got seven Pro Bowls. You go to the left. You got nine Pro Bowls. Mm-hmm. Oh crap! Tyler Biotis, just tell him where to go. He'll be okay. Right, you saw him checking with Tyler Biotis. Tell you like, where are we going on this? Tyler was like, going right here, right here. He's like, okay, cool. I'll take all three hundred forty pounds and I'll just move these guys out the way, or they'll run around me. One of the two, either way, it's a hole. You got Tyler Smith, you know, bulldozing guys thirty yards downfield. There is some serious (laughs) power on the left side of that offensive line. And one, one real quick thing, Kyle. Uh, Trey Thomas was on Twitter during the day, and he talked about because I wasn't sure about Peters at left guard just because Mm -hmm. he hasn't done it. But he said, as a former lineman. Maybe starting out so in a, in the phone booth so is a nice setup for testing yourself on <laughs> Tackle Island. That's like My the man IRS quote that Isaiah has had from yeah. the beginning. Spoke it into existence. So, hey, it, props to the Cowboys. Right. There. And props to Peters for being willing to do that. He, yep. he could have yeah. said, I don't, I'm don't. i going to go yeah. somewhere right play left tackle. You know? I, I'm excited about the future of this running game. And on the heels of Dak getting healthy, Dak needs a running game. I don't know if I've said that ever before on this show, but Dak needs a running game. And if these guys can ramp Peters up, whatever their their strategy is in terms of getting him going, mm-hmm. and they are as effective as they showed them to be last night when he is present in the game, that is a game changer for when number four comes back if he gets a spot back. I, by the way, stop, stop it. it. Just don't <laughs> don't do that. Stop. You're gonna go to break like on that one. Dairy, dairy, no, dairy I'm not even gonna go to break. I'm on gonna that. go to break. No, on no, that one. I'm not even Come going on. to break. Sorry, buddy. Freaking free. Not gonna work on that. Black, black, um, black. There were two plays where Jason Peters <laughs> sprung a big run. The first one was the Tony Pollard 46 yards, and he was able to wall off. The other one was a Zeke first down run where he got to the edge, and he was just on it, man. He just wrapped up his guy, and he even pushed him into yeah. a second level guy. There were two plays where he was out of position. Okay. The first one was the third and 12 Zeke run. You can see him takes the wrong step. He goes back inside before he breaks back to his left. That one, it still ended up in a big play because then you had Tyler Smith, like Rob was saying, he mauled three guys on one play. He was down the field. He mauled one guy. Then he looked inside, mauled another guy. And because he mauled that guy, he just ran into a third guy. So like bumper cars. it was unreal from Tyler Smith just <laughs> running down the field. And that's what he did really well at yep. Tulsa. So two plays where he was great, two plays where he wasn't great. But that's gonna that's all gonna work out. That's right. just timing and that's just in the system. I'm right there with you. I think him at guard is going to be really, really exciting for this run game moving forward because if, if Tyron Smith comes back, if he comes back, then you've got five guys, maybe six guys you feel comfortable with right there up at the middle. And this is an offensive line that was a problem spot early on, and they're starting to find a rhythm before your starting quarterback is even back in the ball game. It's huge. I agree. Did you mute your mic for a second I there? Not. I think Beamer muted me. Um, <laughs> Beamer said him no. <laughs> he didn't want to hear any more Jason know. Peters talk. All right, when we come back, let's take a look at the defense and see what they did well yesterday. Micah Parsons held without a sack, but that didn't matter. Keyword. Too much Hailed. pressure. Too much pressure. 
keyword held. I like what you did there. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here with Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah, do you have something to share with the class? Put it up on put it up on your screen. Who put this up there? Yeah, you got to credit whoever made memes? this. This is funny. Oh, okay, it's memes by Mikey. Okay, on Twitter, <laughs> memes by Mikey. Put this picture up. Big old <laughs> of, Kyle, of Mr. Ky himself with a big old, big old long lollipop. Lolly. Lolly She's so skinny and it's larger than your oh, head, Kyle. Oh. That thing is huge. I say it's dirty mind. A firm grip on that lollipop there. Golly, yep, golly, guys. Uh, oh man, what a classic hey, moment. Keep them coming. Please. That was a week ago today. <laughs> please, fans. I want more. It is of those. the seven-day anniversary. I, I want more. <laughs> Stop, bro. I want more. <laughs> Quit. Hey, it was uh, people said it was the best uh, segment we've had on the show, so let's keep move on. Move on. Move on. We are we are going to have more smelly stickers coming oh, up. That coming was, up in the final that segment. Bait. That was bait, Rob. That was bad. That was bait. That's bad, you know, that's bad yeah, guys. That's bait. That's serious bait. All right. We talked a lot about the offense in the first segment. I want to talk about the defense. Uh, I want to talk about the fact that you gave up one offensive touchdown for the third week in a row. So they've only given up three touchdowns all season long, and I, I believe that's one of the best numbers in Dallas history, I'll give you the exact numbers in a minute. But, Rob, when you watched the defense last night 
it, it, it was a continuation of what we've seen in the past. You're not getting these big, flashy turnovers like you did last year. You're just not allowing a great opportunity for an offense to find a rhythm. Even if they were gaining yards, it was little by little, and a lot of it was Daniel Jones just working his way free. Yeah, they were uh, they were bend, don't break at times, kind of like they were against Tampa early on in that game. But they, again, you know, they've, they've been solid overall tackling. The one big play that got loose was Saquon Barkley for 36 yards on the touchdown where there were a couple kind of arm tackles there in the middle, and he got he got loose, and that's what he does. Um and and to your point, Kyle, like, and no, C and I kept talking about this in the press box. Daniel Jones, they scheme ways for him to get outside the well and and scramble. It's and he's just a different type of guy. You got a game plan for than certainly Tom Brady and even Joe Burrow. So that was a problem there. But the pressure, man, I I mean, I, I just saw a tweet from it was forty nine dropbacks, twenty four pressures. That's wow, insanity. I, I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. That's fifty really percent, yes. and that's and that's. That's with Micah Parsons clearly not feeling probably like Micah Parsons. And you can see it on his face after the game. But he was still able to open things up for other guys. It's also Micah Parsons being consistently held without laundry being thrown. So, I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least point that out. And if you don't believe us, go back and watch the game and key in on Micah Parsons, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. But for that to be the case and for this Cowboys defense to still get a pressure rate of 50%, and it wasn't that 50%, 100% of that 50% wasn't blitzes. I mean, they were just winning their assignments for the most part. And they were they were doing it on the edges and in the interior. We're talking about a, a Cowboys defense now for the second consecutive week that has also more or less shut down the run because if you take away that 36-yard run, a uh, touchdown run from Saquon Barkley, he has 13 for 45 13 carries for 45 yards. I'll take that. At one point, he had like eight carries for like a total of three yards. And then even on the 36-yarder, they got hands on him. And it was one of the few situations, few times that Dan Quinn's defense missed tackles. And, of course, he made them pay for it. But with Saquon, is that just him wearing down a defense and then finally breaking it open? I mean, that's kind of the whole game plan around what he does, right? Same thing kind of with Tony Pollard and Zeke back and forth, except they just do it with one guy. I would say yes if – on that play where he sprung it, if there weren't two guys that had a shot at taking him down for a TFL. The, the guys were there. They just didn't take the appropriate power angle. The right. They didn't take the appropriate power angle. Mm-hmm. And because they didn't, it became arm tackles as opposed to shoulder. And he broke loose because he has two legs that look like, you know, redwoods. <laughs> but uh, they paid for that. But outside of that, even inclusive of that, 14 attempts for 81 yards, and knowing that Saquon Barkley is the, the crux of that offense, that's I'll take that. I'll take that. We knew Daniel Jones going in. We said this time and time again. Daniel Jones has escapability and he has the mobility and day ball and his you know high football IQ. He was going to scheme for that. That's not something the Cowboys had to account for with Joe Burrow. Certainly not with the great TB12, but had to account for it. And they didn't do a fantastic job at that. But they did enough to keep Daniel Jones from changing the game with his legs. He was able to extend drives and move the chains, you know, three or four times. But therein came the bend, but don't break. They just, for the most part, refused to break. So here we are, third consecutive week. The defense allows only one touchdown. This defense is a Super Bowl caliber defense. They can get you to the promised land and probably on the podium. The only question marks remain will be on the offensive side. But those question marks are about to be answered because Rush is playing good football. 
Dak is on the horizon for his return. Running game is taking off and with Peters only having 14 snaps yesterday at left guard. Yeah. Tyler Smith, pre-snap penalty here and there, but looks like an animal on the left side. The Cowboys offense looks like it's kind of finding its way a little bit as we go into October. And, you know, the all all decisive <laughs> November and December, which is where you really need to be firing all cylinders. Sure. So if you're going to take your lumps, take them in September. And the Cowboys took theirs early in September. Now they're kind of finding their way. You take each season as quarters, right? We've talked about that yeah, on absolutely. this show before. You, you play it in quarters, and I know there's 17 games and not 16 anymore. So you kind of got to take it in thirds if you really want to look at it. But either way, this first quarter, you've got at least a 500 record. For the first four games of the season, you got a 500 record, and that's not even counting what happens in Washington, where you very very well could be three and one. Patrick said something there that kind of perked my ears up, and it's anytime you have the SB word thrown in there, Super Bowl caliber defense. But nobody really even made a nobody budged, <clears throat> nobody even said anything. I would expect you to be like, "Whoa, what's up, Isaiah?" I mean, come on now. He did. You, nobody budged because that's how good they've been. Do you agree or disagree with the statement that he made that it's a Super Bowl caliber defense? No, I mean, I played for a Super Bowl team that had a very similar defense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Giants at the time when I was there, I mean, you had, you know, OC on the D-line. You had Jason Pierre-Paul. You had Big Tuck on the D-line. I mean, freaking Bernard. I mean, it was a freaking beast now. And they had a very similar rush package than that you're seeing from Dallas. Whenever Dallas really wants to get some pressure, you put Dante Fowler out there. You put D-Law. You put Darrell Armstrong. You put Michael Parsons. That's their rush package. Um, and when they really want to get to you, that's who's going to be on the field on that front four. So, absolutely, these guys are flying around. They're hitting. I mean, they have an amazing defensive coordinator. These guys are built for tough now um, on the defensive side of the ball. That's not That has not been the question. Uh, the question coming into this season was, can the offense figure it out? And that was a turn of ties that happened as of a span of a year and a half, really, right? When the defense, Dan Quinn came in and offense started kind of going away. Defense how quickly did that yeah, switch? Things swinging around. So there's no question about this defense at all. I don't. I think they're, they put to bed pretty much all questions in regards to that. Only thing that they haven't necessarily put the rest is if there's a team that really wants to run the ball, are they are they equipped to do so? But that's the only test that I don't think they've passed yet. And they're not even whole. J. Ron Curse is not on the field yeah. right now. Right, Terrell Basham is not on the field right now. Uh, and shouts out to a guy like Donovan Wilson for a second consecutive week. Just a massive impact player. Had a couple of mistakes here and there that made you cringe where you're like, mm, you can't do that. Mm, you can't miss that tackle. Normally one of the more sure-handed tacklers on this team. He had a couple errors, but at the same time, resiliency. It, it, there's a reason that word is being used as the mantra this season. You're starting to kind of see it come to fruition. Donovan Wilson is a perfect example of that. You flip over to the offensive side of the ball. You talk about the rookie Peyton Hendershot bouncing back in the second half after a rough two penalty uh, first half, so forth and so on. Noah Brown, he could have let that that not that no call in the end zone really get in his head and rattle him, but he didn't. Came back later on, made plays for Cooper Rush. CeeDee Lamb didn't let that drop rattle him. Came yeah. back, made one of the more unbelievable catches. You'll see this season as a redemption so again it goes kind of flipping right back to the defensive side of the ball it goes to the resiliency of it and these guys Dan Quinn for president man mm -hmm. <laughs> Dan Quinn for president I, I mean I'm drinking all his Kool-Aid 
the, the red, and yes, red, not not strawberry, not red. Sure I'm drinking the red. <laughs> I'm drinking the purple. You know, I'm, I'm mixing them together. Isaiah the, was the one that actually brought the jug out in the first place yeah. before he was even hired. So credit yeah. there. But I mean, I'm, is, I think uh, everybody's on that. Yeah, this this defense is it's unreal. Um, but really quickly, and we you know we'll we'll stick to the defense. But I have to shout out special teams. Mm. Special teams, Dorrance Armstrong with that field goal block on Gano to help turn the tide of the of the game toward the Cowboys. That's the special teams has been scathingly close to block either scathingly close to blocking a field goal or blocking a field goal on almost every field goal attempt. Dorrance Armstrong also almost had another multi sack evening. He had one sack negated by. What do they call that uh, on the late hit on Daniel Jones? That yeah. that negated that. So you got guys like Dorrance Armstrong who are impact players on defense also contributing to special teams' big plays. That was a three-phase win for the Cowboys last night. That is something they can take away and say, hey, you know what? The defense did their job, but they weren't the only ones that won it for us. The offense did their job finally in the second half. They weren't the only ones that won it for us. Same goes for special teams. All three phases won that game for the Cowboys, and that's what you need on the road in a division matchup. Yeah, no doubt. I, back to the defense real quick. I mean, if you hold your opponent to 17 points a game, you got a chance to win every game you're first in. First to 20. So it, Yeah, first to 20. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. And I, I, it may not be like that every game. They're, again, they're going to face some offenses coming up here. Um, it, I'm, I'm with Isaiah in terms of the question is offensively, can you sustain – Drive, score points, not not shoot yourself in the foot, uh, all those things. And and the concern I had these last two games was, okay, Cooper Rush, you feel like he can manage a game. He's comfortable in this offense. I think it's a testament to a guy being in the same system for six years. Like that this is this is good. But he's got to the fear I had was he's got to play outside himself a little bit and have to go <laughs> make plays like the extra five percent he's talking about. He's showing he can do that. Yeah. And I think and, and you're seeing some receivers grow up too. And as long as they've got this running game going, can you get 24 points a game? And if you can get 24 points a game, can you have a chance to win every game you play the way this defense plays? I think it's possible. And Bermar is making his kicks. Hey, he's been really good to start the year, too. And, hey, Kevante Turpin had a couple of big oh, returns, too. He almost too. broke it twice. Twice! Kick return and a he punt return. He almost had both of them. You make one man miss on both of those, and he's out the to the races. The punter got him. And yeah, 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 he did. So All close. right, this might be the hardest segment we've had to this point in the season. Uh, we've got to do some hel- helmet stickers when we come back on the other side of the break. There's hardest a lot of names to choose from, and we'll talk about it when we come back with more Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at blackriflecoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. 
That's blackriflecoffee.com to fuel up today. Little sweet. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Maybe there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Patrick No See, No Sleep Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam in the back. As always, Beamer's got like one hour of sleep working, but he's got that Black Rifle Coffee Company to keep it going. We've got some helmet stickers, some smelly stickers to give out, and we'll continue to break down the Cowboys' 23-16 win over the New York Giants. Cowboys' 10th win against the Giants in 11 games. They have dominated that series as of late. Oh, and by the way, seven straight wins against the division. That's going to help things out as well. That's tasty. All right, Patrick. Uh, we've got a little time here, so we can go a little longer on this if we want. But mm. let's go with some helmet stickers and tell me why your player of the game deserves it. Uh, you know what? I'm going with the Apple. And I go with the Apple. And I'm going to award the Apple to Demarcus Lawrence. Mm. Mm. The Apple goes to Demarcus Lawrence. And here's why Tank is getting the Apple. Tank went into the Big Apple. Mm. And absolutely devoured it. Absolutely devoured the Big Apple. He turned it into applesauce, right? And and everything, so much came from his, his comment, um, playfully enough about, you know, referencing Daniel Jones in the same breath as Eli Manning, which is what he used to call Eli Manning, little Eli. And all oh, the Twitter sphere went crazy and all oh, giants are going to own you and it's this and it's that. And you're not going to do anything when you get up here and we'll talk about it Tuesday morning. Well, guess what? We're talking about it Tuesday morning. Where you at? Where you at? <laughs> Mouth doesn't work. Fingers broken. Keyboard warriors unite because all of you just caught a massive L. Demarcus Lawrence went into the Big Apple and he shut, he helped and he led the the cause to shut DJ down. Daniel Jones is seen ghosts, the likes of which would make Miss Pac-Man blush. The fact is, Demarcus Lawrence now has three sacks on the season. Only one behind Michael Parsons. In your face. In your face. Ask last night if he if the challenge was still on and he was gonna leapfrog Michael Parsons this week against Washington. He said, most definitely. You know what? I believe in it. I believe you. So the Apple for Demarcus Lawrence shouts out to Tank for going up to the big apple, taking a bite out of that and uh and bringing that W back to Dallas. Very so we're well gonna done. pass this over to 
Mr. Stanbick. Mm. What you it's got? It's pretty tough to beat. That's... What you got? I don't plan on beating it. Mm. Uh, I wanted the plum <laughs> confession. I wanted the plum. It wouldn't come off. Though. I was going to go plum because the defense went plum crazy, but you know, <laughs> it, it wasn't to be. So oh I, yeah, it's like not cut out. Yeah, it's on not here. cut out, right? It's, yeah. You know, it's like the Giants against Weird. the the Cowboys. They're not cut, They're cut, not out, cut out to win. They're not yeah. cut out for it. Well, purpose. Beamer, Uh-oh. right here on the one shot, <laughs> we have a little pineapple man. And this pineapple man, if you guys can focus on that, okay, somehow else away. That pineapple man has a little book. You guys see a little smirk on his face. Eyebrows are raised up, feeling very confident. The Rock. Yeah, he got the people's got <laughs> the double people's eyebrow. Okay, that right there, everybody is Dan Quinn. Mm. And Dan Quinn has a people eyebrow going on because he brought his whole playbook with him. And he just simply just threw that playbook at the offensive line and the offensive coordinator, Dable, one day sailed, (laughs) and simply just shut him down (laughs) offensively. So, great job, Dan Quinn. Booyaka. Booyaka, booyaka. Oh, man. Very well done. Now I have to go? Yep, it's all over. All right. I am going with a strawberry. This very animated strawberry. He's very happy. This is the most animated Cooper Rush has probably been in his entire life. Some would say that about me, too. So I can identify with Koopa Loop. Got to give it to him. Koopa Loop. Koopa Loop. From Dalty to Koopa Loop. Bring your green hat, Koop. Heck of a game for him. Here's a quick stat for you. I wrote about this last night. He's now 3-0 as a starting quarterback. Became the third quarterback in Cowboys history to win the first three starts of his career. One Jason Garrett did that as a backup to Troy Aikman. And Roger Staubach, Pro Football Hall of Famer, did that. Woo! He is... Uh, you, might, you might have heard of him. What are you saying about Cooper Rush, I'm, Rob? I'm saying he's somewhere between Jason Garrett and Roger Staubach. Hey, that's... After three stars, which ain't a bad place <laughs> to be. That's a pretty good spot. How about that? 3-0 and is the starter, and people are starting to ask, when will Cooper Rush ever lose? When will it ever happen? All right. Let's see if I can redeem myself after last week. So we've talked about offense, Cooper Rush. We've cop- talked about defense with Demarcus Lawrence and Dan Quinn. I think we have to give some credit to the special teams. I think you have to give credit to special teams. Facts. I'm going to combine this. There's two bananas on here, and they both went bananas. One was Kevontae Turpin with a couple big-time returns to put your offense in a good position to be healthy. The The one thing about the defense so far, if you had to knock the defense, is you didn't give the offense a short field really throughout the, the three games this year. They haven't given a short field to the offense. They've had to go the length of the field to, to score. But Kevontae Turpin continues to give you a short field on time and time again. So you've got Kevontae Turpin as one of the bananas. On the other side of the bananas, we've got Dorrance Armstrong. Don't laugh, Isaiah. You can't laugh. Dorrance Armstrong for blocking the field goal early and helping set the tone in the opening drives of the ball game. So a little special teams is the bananas. Special teams goes bananas against... I like it. Against the New York like Giants. He's got right. tears. He's, he's, Can we just get a one shot of Isaiah? I like it. Just, one. just Isaiah. You got anything to say? No. I feel like you want to chime in here. I want to chime in here. Oh, goodness. All right. Now, since it is a Tuesday. Oh, you want to keep going? Yeah, we've got three minutes left. All right. Nope, nope, that wasn't it. So we've got three minutes left. We do have to turn the page a little bit because Washington is on the horizon. It is a short week for the Cowboys. Tomorrow we will preview the Cowboys defense versus the Washington offense. And, Rob, when you look ahead, 
you, you don't want to look ahead, but you kind of do because this is a winnable game for the Cowboys and a chance for them to get to three and one. Yeah, and you know we'll see on Dak's timeline. I think Jerry said on the fan this morning it could be a week or two where he could be back. So you're preparing for Cooper Rush again to start. Uh, maybe you get Michael ba- Gallup back for that game. Maybe you get Dalton Schultz back for that game, mm-hmm. and that would only help Cooper Rush in what would be his third straight start. Uh, but yeah, it's a Washington team that that looked good in Week One, has struggled the last couple weeks, <laughs> but. Um, it's again. It's a division game, so I'm not going to write them off. But I, I do think the way what's what's exciting about the Cowboys for me, and we kind of mentioned Super Bowl. Obviously, it, three weeks in, you don't know anything about any team really concretely. But it's exciting that they have started to form an identity after three weeks. Yeah, and not every team can say that. They they have a defense that is going to keep them in games, and uh, and so any game they play, including this Sunday, I think that puts them in a good spot. Kind of reminds me of a conversation we had on this show prior to drafting Micah Parsons in 2021, Isaiah. If you want to go all the way back, this is like March of 21. You were on the table for for Micah to, to be the draft pick at that point because you said it would change the front seven. It would change the identity of this defense. He's done that, but it's really been Dan Quinn, too. The combination of the two that has done that. You have that identity now to where teams – Look on the schedule, and they say, oh, man, we're about to get Dallas's defense, and, and there's nothing we can really do about it, right? Yeah, you don't want to face these guys. Mm-hmm. You just don't. Um, not only because <clears throat> of the brain and the wisdom that Dan Quinn has, the experiences that he has, the games he's been in, the the losses that he's had. I mean, he just has – life has happened to him in the NFL, and he has so many things to be able to, to, to recollect and lean back on. But he's bringing that wealth of knowledge to a team where you couldn't ask for more talent. You just couldn't. And these guys, personnel-wise, we keep saying it, they should be better than everybody that they play against um, on the other side of the ball. But that accompanied with them getting more familiarized with the system, them understanding how they're being utilized, them accepting their roles in this defense, them accepting how they're being cycled through substitution-wise. All those things collectively are coming together to continue to add on to this culture of playing fast, playing physical, and playing selfless. These guys are, are – are com- you can see them coming together and bonding as a team, and it's pretty doggone awesome to see. Now you just want to see that carry over to the offensive side of the ball. That that side of the ball is an absolute unit. Um, I mean, you could pull out – you could pull out names um, or just close your eyes and throw darts at a board, and on the board is a, the defensive roster in Dallas, and wherever that dart lands – it's a playmaker. It's yeah. probably an impact player. Um, and you, you see it because one guy goes down and another steps up in his place and becomes the playmaker. And you see it at different positions. And, and kudos to the Cowboys for an office who, who does catch a lot of uh, a flack. And, you know, sometimes it is justifiable depending on, you know, uh, how you view it or what you would expect to be done. But they've given Dan Quinn everything he needs to build what I view right now as the best defense in the league. And he's taking it and run with it, and you just have to love it. And going into uh, the game against the Washington Commanders, I said this after week one. I'm on record saying it week one. I knew you guys were like, oh, well, Carson Wentz had a week. And I scoffed, and I scoffed, and I scoffed, and I scoffed in week two, and I'm scoffing again now because until Carson Wentz shows me he's not Carson Wentz, he's still Carson Wentz. And now you're talking about a commander's offensive line that also can't protect Carson Wentz from being Carson Wentz, sacked eight times by the Eagles last week. He now faces 
the team that leads the league in sacks, who just pressured Daniel Jones 24 times. Carson Wentz will be running for his life and asking for his mom to come save him. <laughs> the only question I have is, can Cooper Rush continue to find that 5% that we've seen him now find since he came in as starter in, in, you know, in lieu of an injured Dak Prescott? So, uh, and I, I think the offense is finding their groove. And, you know, like Isaiah said, Michael Gallup will most likely be back. Jerry Jones said it himself. He said there's, you know, in all likelihood, end quote, Michael Gallup will be on the field against yeah. Washington. Another big weapon there. We'll preview it in, in greater detail as the week goes on. But uh, short week, unfortunately, don't necessarily get to enjoy this division win against the Giants as long as you would like, which for me is like 24 hours. <laughs> you don't even get 24 hours because Monday night football is a Sunday afternoon. Here you go. Uh, so here comes Washington, another division game. Cowboys need to take this and um, continue building, go to 3-1. and one. And yep. then now at that point you're going into Los Angeles and we'll see if Dak is ready. And even if he's not, you're 3-1. and one. Cowboys defensive preview tomorrow. Cowboys offensive preview on their matchup coming up on Thursday. But that does it here on this Victory Tuesday for Talking Cowboys presented by our friends over at the Black Rifle Coffee Company. For Chris Beam in the back, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey, Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!